podcast informs listeners that the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed solely belong to the host and not necessarily to their employer or any other group of individuals. It is not a research report. It is not a recommendation to buy or sell any security. It is for informational purposes only and should not be construed otherwise. June 10, 2021, and let's discuss the global market update. It's a Thursday, so we're closing the week. Actually, still strong, but we saw some uh, profit-taking last night amongst many strong names. Let me discuss the most important charts in my view. So last night was actually people taking profits. You could see that the lights of Tilray, Quantumscape were actually getting sold down. Let me show to you the charts of those names. A lot of the mean stocks were getting some profit taking. Initially, Tilray started with as high as $23, closing in at 21.4. But you can still see the volume has been spiking, showing to us that while there has been some profit taking, indeed, um, these stocks, mean stocks, continue to get some of that volume. So strong volume and higher prices, but um, you are already getting some slight profit taking. We're noticing as well that BlackBerry, of course, had a profit, uh, sorry, not BlackBerry, Bed Bath & Beyond had a huge profit taking from a high of $40, it opened $36 and closed $34. We are seeing already some um, some froth getting uh, taken away from the mean stocks. Let's take a look at your GME. GME already shared that um, GameStop actually had their earnings call last night. And um, the news is that Ryan Cohen is now the new CEO. Let me read to you the news about uh, GME. The results actually beat, so I think that people would actually um, sell it, however, despite that, because of the valuations. So let's take a look at that. Um, People are saying that um, GME is a scam or whatsoever, so let's take a look. The GameStop remakes a C-suite board in a turnaround push. GameStop is selling more shares after crushing views, naming a new CEO and CFO. GameStop is tapping on Amazon veteran as a CEO. Share sale plan sinks the stock. Let's let's take a look at that. Meme stocks are stumbling after GameStop discloses that the SEC is probing into the frenzy. So meme stocks stumble after GameStop. Okay, GME is hinting that Gary Gensler may be poking around more bank stocks. So bank stocks refer to B meaning your BlackBerry and Bed Bath & Beyond, A meaning your AMC, N meaning your Nokia, and G meaning your GameStop. So it's perhaps people already seeing that regulators are trying to sink the prices and therefore we are getting a lot of profit taking last night. Let's take a look. Let's read the news. GameStop is tapping Amazon veteran share sale plan is sinking the stock. GameStop stopping a pair of Amazon executives to lead the company and they eventually sell millions of additional shares to raise money as part of a drive to make it into an e-commerce form powerhouse. Matt Furlong, who oversaw Amazon's Australian business, is going to be the CEO, while fellow Amazon veteran Mike Recupero will serve as a CFO, the video game seller said on Wednesday. Furlong starts on June 21, Recupero begins work on July 12. It seems like they are committed to the playbook of bringing in the Amazon DNA to run the company, managing partner at Loop Ventures said. The substance will come when we start hearing about their long-term plans. 
the stock is gonna be selling many shares, like 5 million shares, through a so-called at-the-market program with a prospect of dilution, with a prospect of a dilution not sitting well with current investors. Share sales are tumbling as much as 15% to $260 in late trading following the announcement. GameStop is also disclosing an investigation by the US SEC into the recent trading activity. So um, we're seeing already this unusual trading um, in GameStop, perhaps trading into a halt, and therefore people are already getting the profits while they can. So um, from the news itself, you're seeing already after hours drops. Anyway, uh, GameStop already rose 100% ever since the crypto crash. And you're seeing that this is um, a potential profit taking already happening on GameStop. So for those who have GameStop or any of these BlackBerry, uh, Bed Bath & Beyond, we are already out. So I'd say that um, get out. I'm out of Bed Bath & Beyond. I sold it actually at 39 area last night, um, the other day. And then um, last night I sold my last position at $35. Um, you're also seeing AMC. For those who still have AMC, it looks like it's already going down. So this is the previous high of 72, a lower high of $60. Last night, this is continuing to go further south, means stocks are going down. There's a question on whether Tilray and Sundial can still um, go up. So far, Tilray is still going up. Sundial, however, is going down last night. Um, it's not yet sold down, but it's possible that with this GMA AMC potential crackdown and more sales, it's possible that um, some people are getting uh, panicking and it could fall, like people can take profit. How low can Sundar go? Can it go to a dollar, 90 cents or 80 cents? Um, potentially, yes, it's possible. It's in the realm of possibility. Now, what else has been happening last night? The short squeezes still remain. You're noticing that Clovis Oncology, CLDS, rose 30% last night. As far as I know, there was no strong news, although um, Clovis Oncology already had an FDA approval. So um, that said, Clovis Oncology is, uh, is one of the biggest shorts, short ratios in terms of biotech means. And so I think this one went up more on the short interest ratio rather than a specific news. We have been buying here as well, 550 to 560, seeing that volume upsurge. Um, but um, last night, some people would have taken profits. Me, however, I didn't take profit. I'm just uh, holding on. I'm trying to see whether I could see uh, Clovis Oncology as high as 9 or 10 and so forth. Um, in terms of mean stocks, I think that um, the market is voyeuring still on, uh, on crypto assets. Last night, there was, of course, news from interactive brokers. Interactive brokers fell down, though. I, initially, I thought people were, were welcoming it as a good thing, and then it actually sold down. Let me share with you the news that IDKR said. Interactive Brokers is now offering crypto trading uh, by the end of July, or I think by start of July. Let me read that to you. Interactive Brokers is offering crypto trading in the next months, in the next few months. It's actually going to be uh, a blow to, um, to the sector of um, to Coinbase being the, currently one of the strong market shares. So let me read the news to you. Interactive Brokers is now stepping deeper into cryptocurrencies with a plan to offer trading services. Customers certainly are asking for it, and we expect to be ready for them by the end of this summer. Chairman Thomas Peter P. said on Wednesday at Piper Sander Company's Global Exchange and FinTech Conference. Interactive Brokers joins a growing list of payment providers and online broker dealers, allowing their customers to buy and sell cryptocurrencies, including Robinhood, Venmo, PayPal, and Square. Um, 
All right. So Square Cash App, of course, uh, offers people to do buy and sell cryptocurrencies. The announcement from Peter Fai's company comes on the same day as El Salvador said it formally adopted Bitcoin as a legal tender, the first country to do so after their president approved this landmark proposal. The 39-year-old president, Nayib Bukele, said in his Twitter profile, who has a laser eyes picture that is popular with devotees of cryptocurrencies, that the lawmakers approved the legislation by a supermajority. IB has previously offered customers a way to access trading in Bitcoin futures. While this move has been driven by customer demand, Peter Feist said that there are still lingering questions about the safety of this industry. We'll find out more about this when we open for business at the end of the summer, Peter Fai said at the conference. This is a strong win for cryptocurrencies, and in light of that, a lot of people actually made a front run already last night. Bitcoin dollar actually went from $32,000 to $37,000 on the eve of that IBKR news, and you're seeing actually a lot of cryptocurrencies follow suit. Some of the drop of uh, Ethereum actually uh, managed to, to stop the or the deep stop the deepening losses from about two four to about two five. You're seeing actually cryptocurrencies as a whole um, following still um, the BTCs. So when you look at the markets here, uh, BTC going up tells you that some of the sell off has been um, stemmed stemmed in the process because for the week, as you can see, uh, for the week cryptocurrencies were in a majority on a, on the weak side. So it's actually right now in the middle zone. So it's a bull and bear environment for cryptocurrencies. It's in the middle range. So you can it's it's basically trendless. You can either say it's bullish and bearish. It's still stuck in a range. Now, um, what else can we say other than the mean stock frenzy? Um, all right. So a few things to share. Um, I'm seeing that healthcare names in general are rising. Let's take a look at some healthcare names. Um, Ajax Therapeutics has been rising. You're noticing one dollar to one seventy. So it's been rising, a small creep up. A lot of uh, biotech names have actually been rising. Let me show to you from the healthcare zone what's been happening in that front. So I'm seeing that the biotech stocks have been slowly uh, bottoming out one by one. You've got Binance Genomics, you've got um, Clovis Oncology, VOR Biopharma is a cancer name that actually rose last night about 10% from its lows. Here at about $19, it's now trading at $21. This was an IPO that flopped 70% from its debut. And um, it seems as if with Biden actually pursuing a lot of dollars from the, from the federal government to actually pursue cancer research, it seems as if um, VOR Biopharma um, in some sense is bottoming out already here at about 19 to 21. So for those who are interested with Bohr Biopharma, for those who aren't aware who is Bohr Biopharma, let's try to give you some news about this company. So they are engineering stem cells, unleashing the potential for targeted therapies, hide healthy cells, expose cancer cells. So they are a cell therapy company. Let's uh, read more about Bohr Biopharma. In their about page, we aim to transform the lives of cancer patients, pioneering engineered hematopoietic, hematopoietic cell EH, EHSC therapies to create next-generation treatment-resistant transplants, unlocking the potential of targeted therapies. We are a cell therapy company combining a novel patient engineering approach with a targeted therapy, providing a solution for patients suffering from hematological malignancies. Vor is the Norse goddess of wisdom, also known as the careful one. These qualities are reflected in VOR's ability to leverage the cumulative knowledge around a variety of recent technologies to carefully craft a new generation of HSCs hidden from targeted therapies. 
So this is, of course, led by Dr. Siddhartha Mukherjee, MD, DPhil, an assistant professor of medicine at Columbia University's Medical Center in the Department of Medicine and Division of Hematology and Oncology. Dr. Mukherjee and his team published a proof of concept study for the lead program in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences, is known for his Pulitzer Prize-winning book, The Emperor of Maladies, A Biography of Cancer, where he describes the history of understanding cancer and treatments from ancient to our, through our innovation-filled modern age. So the leadership, you can see um, the CEO is Mr. Robert Ang. Dr. Robert Ang is an MBBS and MBA, formerly um, a very senior biotech executive, formerly a physician, a VC, and a strategy consultant. Prior to VOR, Dr. Ang was Chief Business Officer at Neon Therapeutics, serving as part of an early team that established the company prior to its Series A investment through its IPO. So before Neon, he also served as an SVP of Business Development at Bavaria Nordic, where he was primarily responsible for conducting a billion dollars transaction between the company and Bristol Myers Webb. For Prozvac, this is a phase three immuno-oncology asset. Prior to Bavarian Nordic, Dr. Ang served as head of business development, medical affairs for Cadence Pharmaceuticals, working at Frazier Healthcare Ventures. Okay, so basically you're seeing that um, you've got uh, a management team that um, is basically luminary. They've got uh, expertise in genetic engineering. And um, if they're gonna solve cancer, some people are gonna bet on some cancer moonshots. So VOR Biopharma is a cancer moonshot play. You'll see that they raised money this year. Uh, let me show to you more news. Uh, how much did they raise during IPO and at what price, what level? So um, right now the market cap cap is seven hundred fifty million dollars. So that's like the total uh, shares. Uh, that is the total market cap of the company today. You are seeing that. Um, they're reporting their results. As of May 6, they reported their results. Let me show to you what what they've done and their IPO during February. So it's early stage. Wake up. Tensible. Wake up. Okay, sorry, I'll be back. All right, so VOR, um, so they raised the money at a public offering price of $18 per share. So technically speaking, so that's the IPO price. So it was initially strong at $60, then went back straight to the IPO price. So perhaps this is already a support at $18, which this, um, and in the short term, what can I see? Um, in the short term, VOR Biopharma has resistance here 25 and 26. Okay, so um, what are the results? So far from their first quarter results, VOR is representing um, a lot of conferences and um, they're showing their in-depth genomic characterization at the American Society of Gene and Cell Therapy annual meeting. It says here that for the first three months of the quarter 2021, um, they're announcing the second regulatory authority allowing the development of VOR33 in acute myeloid leukemia or AML patients with a Canadian clinical trial application clearance. The Ford team remains focused, delivering upon multiple clinical and operational milestones. We have established a strong foundation, generating several important catalysts over the next 12 to 24 months, which will demonstrate the potential of VOR's novel platform. Uh, we are also on track to enroll the first patient in our first uh, phase half trial in the second quarter of 2021. So basically, it's very early stage in their stem cell therapies and um, 
in um in their engineering. Let's take a look on the highlights. Health Canada is clearing the CTA for the 433 clinical trial. This April, the company received a no-objection letter from Health Canada for a CTA to conduct this clinical trial for for VORs for VORs lead engineered hematopoietic stem cell product candidate 433. The CTA clearance represents the second regulatory authority allowing development for AML patients following the US FDA clearance of worse investigational new drug in AML in January 2021. All right, so basically we're buying, um, if you're buying this company, it's an early stage company. And so you're really uh, bet betting here on the Moonshot play. Whether it happens or not, um, the risk, of course, is that at $20, it stays uh, slowly here, just at 18 to 20. But I'd argue that there are enough buyers already. And if you're right, it does go 25 or $30. So um, how high can it go? It's really up to your imagination for now. Um, a few things happening. All right. So as I'm saying, a lot of the healthcare names already um, slowly picking up steam. Clovis Oncology was a short interest bet. DOR Biopharma back to the IPO going up. Exact Sciences to Diagnostics Research, Sarepta Therapeutics, Sorrento Therapeutics. Um, these are actually uh, diagnostics research company. Actually, for Sarepta, I'm not quite familiar with what it does, but let me take a look at the chart as well. So, um, Sarepta Therapeutics has been rising from $74 to $82 already after going down to as from as high as $180. So, um, we are seeing some uh, pickup on SRPP. Sarepta Therapeutics is back near its about uh, three-year lows. The price of Sarepta or SRPP is um, actually at the lows of the last three years from $70 low to about $82 today. Let's take a look what Sarepta Therapeutics does. All right, SRPP stock. It is a medical research and drug development company with corporate offices and research facilities in Massachusetts, um, USA, with revenues of about $300 million. Is Sarepta Therapeutics a buy or a value trap? All right, so we'll try to understand a few things. What I, what, why, what, why am I showing these companies that I have no knowledge of? Well, basically, from the sector, I'm seeing actually a technical money flow in the sector of biotechs. That's why I'm trying to understand the sector. So, Sarepta Therapeutics is biotech larger um, by 7x. Its uh, market cap is about $6.7 billion. And um, we'll try to understand what has it been doing for the last three years. So, um, Sarepta is higher after progress with muscular dystrophy drug trial. It says here, this is five growth stocks with down of uh, 50% or more and upside of about 60 to 100%. So, um, the fact that it's going up tells you that there are people bargain hunting on some of the highest risk names or some of the highest growth names because cancer is, um, cancer research is actually one of the most considered um, hard to be feasible in terms of commercial. So let's read this. For more than a decade, growth stocks have been virtually unstoppable. Low rates coupled with free federal spending government and central banks given the U.S. economy access to cheap capital. The following are five growth stocks down 50% and yet providing the highest upside if, the, if, the accurate, if there are um, factors that are accurate. Uh, people are talking about Zoom video, all right. Root, uh, I'm not sure. This is an insurance company. Skills, Sarepta Therapeutics. Let me read about this one. 
Sarata Therapeutics, since hitting an eight, uh, $182, have retraced to under $75, and yet forecasts are saying $134 per share. Sarata has made a name for itself, focusing on patients for, with Kini Duchenne, Duchenne Muscular Dystrophy, DMD. This is a disease diagnosed in children that are characterized by degradation of muscle tissue over time and premature death. Although there is no FDA-approved cure, Sarepta has a trio of FDA-approved therapies targeting specific gene mutations for DMD patients. These treatments focus on increasing dystrophin production, which is used to strengthen and protect muscle fibers. The bulk of the decline was actually occurring in January when the company released the data from Part 1 of Study 102. This trial examined SRP9001 in DMD patients aged 4 to 7. SRP9001 is important because it utilizes an adeno-associated virus to deliver gene to muscle tissues, encouraging the production of microdystrophin. But another way it moves specific gene-by-gene -gene mutations Sarepta has been targeting and would be applicable to more DMD patients if approved. So, um, all right. So, okay, I am aware that... Um, Basically, these stocks are very hard to understand. And so uh, it's possible the reason why uh, it's actually been floundering for the last three years. So why am I showing this? Investing in biotech carries its own risk, carries its own rewards. Um, but if you've been looking at this company, a muscle atrophy, uh, whatever that DMD, it went from $14 to $174 and then fell to $18 and $75. It seems to me that most biotech means have the capacity for that 10x move, and of course, also a 50 to 70% drop. So um, the, 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 the moment to invest in them is actually when they're getting hurt, mostly in the support areas. So I uh, just wanted you to see that biotech currently is mostly in the support areas. So um, for instance, CLDS, um, when you're actually buying with a margin of safety, you get to have the benefits of an upside rather than a downside. So I'd say that the fact that for the last three years, Sarepta didn't go below $70 tells you that there is a definitive support here at 70 Unless it breaks 70 this perhaps going to go higher. Okay, um, and of course, you can learn more about these road stocks by yourself because you probably are more aware about therapeutics. Um, let me share to you more things. Um, so in the day, PacBio, all of the all of their charts are actually bottoming out. You're seeing one percent gains. So um, this sector, in my view, is getting some love. Meanwhile, the SPACs are also getting some love. Uh, if you're noticing SPACs these days, let's take a look at some of them. CLII is gonna change their name to EVgo. So take note what happened. From ten dollars, it rose about fourteen dollars. $15 then got some profit taking. So in the last two days, um, a 50% rise triggered some profit taking. Therefore, what should you do if you have any of these back positions? It means perhaps that you have to buy low and sell high, at least for this fact if it's a 50% move. So um, let's take a look at some things that are changing names this week. You know that Aria is going to change to Nautilus Biotech this week. And so for the people who are assuming it's going to do what CLII did and EVgo did, it's going to go from 10 to 14 or 15 and then go back to 12. So I think that Aria is going to go higher rather than lower, $10 being supported. You're also seeing the same thing happen. Um, there's a delay in AGC for those who are wondering whether this is going to go up. 
I thought as well that AGC will close into Grab this July. They actually res- uh, gave a, a news that it might be end of the year. So um, let me give you the latest news on Grab and AGC. So a lot of people talked about the Grab merger date, but this was pushed back. So here, delayed to quarter four. Let me read to you that. Um, that means that some people who are trying to buy for a sell in this month are actually perhaps going to sell um, earlier. Let me read. Southeast Asia's Grab is going public through a merger um, expected to complete during the fourth quarter. So it got delayed. It was supposed to close by July, but it went um, as, as, as late as fourth quarter. So if you're willing to wait, that is about six months later, I think that Grab is a good name to get. So even if there was a delay, I'd say that people will still be interested to buy AGC, let's say if it goes 10 or 11 this week. So that's uh, some news for you. Lots of profit taking happening. So let me now answer a few of your questions. Hi, Nikki. What are your thoughts on Douyu? Should we hold? For Douyu, because it is very near the bottom, I've been buying at $8. Uh, I've been buying any prices, 8 below. So last night, $8.20 or $8. Even at $8.40, I'm willing to buy this name. As I see that there's more upside rather than downside. So should Douyu go down to 7.5 tonight? I'm actually more bullish rather than bearish. Therefore, I am a buyer. He is asking, everyone is anticipating of the CPI, that is the Consumer Price Index. What are your thoughts? Actually, um, I'm not quite um, interested with a lot of macroeconomic data. Whatever volatility the market will throw at me, what I'll do with any volatility is to use any opportunities to buy companies that I believe upon. So um, I think last night, yes, eSports fell, like Douyu and Huya. It actually gave me an entry. So I've been buying Douyu. Um, Actually, I don't mind what happens with inflation stocks. Um, if uh, if growth stocks get pummeled down tonight, I'll probably be watching. So it's not about what the numbers will be. I'm not really betting so much on the TLTs or the bonds. To be honest, um, treasuries are not, it's just not my cup of tea. So I don't really trade any of these TLTs or TDTs or any of these treasury bond options. So um, the options that I do take, or um, stocks like um, warrants. So yeah, I do have some call options on Veladine LIDAR. I still have that, VLTR. So Veladine LIDAR, I need a bet somewhere here about 10 below, 970 buying it. Rose about 1270, 1280, and then got some profit taking. I do think that, um, let's say the night falls down to 10, I think that there is more leeway for it to go back up rather than down. So, um, I'd say that any volatility tonight or tomorrow should be seen more as a profit. Some people might take profits, as you, uh, as I said, with the meme stocks. And um, when those are taking profits, it's possible that the money can be uh, kept in cash or deployed in biotech. I'd say that um, people are deploying on biotech names. I am seeing um, bullish, uh, bullish moves on, um, on science and research. The primary catalyst because of Biden are uh, reiterating that they have um, the government of US is investing solely in cutting edge research. And when you think about cutting edge research, uh, that would be cancer, cancer related data, genomic sequencing. I'm seeing a bottom happen on genomic sequencing. Take note at, at what's happening in ArcG. So ArcG has been rising these past few days, 77 to 85. I do think that any dips here is going to be a buyer's uh, buyer's paradise. 
So continue to buy more on the genomic revolution, whether it be the ETF, a simple ETF, or maybe you want to buy PacBio. Um, any dips near 28 or 27 is a buying opportunity. Let's say BNGO goes down to about $7, it will be a buying opportunity. Let's say Invitay goes down below $30, this is also a buying opportunity. CRISPR below 120 also a buying opportunity. Editas going 36 below is a buying opportunity. So um, I'm seeing a lot of buying opportunities in genomic revolution. Um, I try to avoid things I'm not aware of. So the bonds is the bond market is not something that I could understand. So I don't really mind. That's it. Thank you very much. Bye bye. Bye.